Are you someone you know battling cancer? Welcome to Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feld, where you get to be part of a live consultation with a patient diagnosed with cancer. I was never close to my father. In fact, I found out that he passed away from colon cancer six months after he died. I never got to be with him during his struggle. This podcast and the cutting-edge integrative cancer therapies I offer at my center are my chance to do what I didn't get to do for my father. Tune in as I get to know the struggles and victories of my guests while battling cancer. We will discuss natural medicine and how it can safely be integrated into traditional oncology care. You are not alone in your struggle. Well, Diana, I'm so excited to have you on the show today, and we're actually getting to do it at church. Yes, that's yeah. appropriate, right? That, that is really appropriate <laughs> what we're going to be talking yes. about. So tell me a little bit about your story. I, I know that this was something that took place quite a while ago, and, and this was a, a battle that you almost felt like you had to do on your own. So you really had to rely on something stronger and something bigger. Yes, I did. I did. Uh, this was in 1976. And I guess if I had to put a title to my testimony, it would be I've been on a journey and I have felt that and learned that the Lord is absolutely good. So tell me, you, you were diagnosed with cancer. Yes. And at that time, how, how long ago was this? It was in 76, 1976. And the, the therapy, what type of cancer was it that you... This was leukemia. Yeah. And the protocol was quite rigid, but it was, I chose to go with the natural, the homeopathic, uh, because I had a young family. And I knew that uh, the doctors at that time, they didn't have a real good history with cancer cures. They may have had it, but that was probably not what they were going to treat me with. So uh, I was uh, introduced to homeopathics through my mother. And so it was kind of a no-brainer at first that that's the way I would go. But I knew I had to be still had to be focused and what chemotherapy and radiation does to you, you're pretty well wiped out. And I didn't want to go that route. I knew that just wasn't the way for me that the Lord had something else in mind. Obviously I wasn't aware of that at the time, but that's what I chose because my children were young and I wanted to make sure I had a good relationship with them, had time with them, could be a wife and a mother at that time and not be just totally wiped out. I knew it was going to be a struggle. I was on a limited time, so they said, six months. And uh, so, you know, at the time, there wasn't a whole lot of fear because I was trying to process all this. By the time I got it processed and realized that I had a good God and I knew he loved me because I was raised in a Christian home. And uh, he showed me, looking back, most of this will be looking back, because at the moment, you're living from moment to moment, minute by minute, and you're not focusing on uh, the details. Therefore, you don't remember a lot of things or realize actually what you're being taught or what's happening until you get back and look, look back on your life. And God has spared my life so many times. And I didn't realize that when I was going through those things from birth on, that uh, this is what he was uh, showing me. So um, 
as I went through the treatment and so forth, like I said, it was grueling. The protocol is tough, but he helped me with everything I had to do. I had praying family. I had, uh, I didn't have a saved husband at that time. So my thought was, I made a deal with the Lord. <laughs> Lord, uh, I just want to make sure if indeed this is my time and you're going to take me home, I want to make sure my husband is saved. So my children will have a good home. They'll have a Christian home. That was my main, my main plea with the Lord. And in my heart, as a young girl, I, I knew God, I was God's favorite. There was no problem there at all. But, uh, and he would give me that one wish, wouldn't he? You know, just at one time. So, uh, okay, I figured it's going to take a lot longer than six months to save this guy. So I've got, I'm sure I've got time. However, <laughs> if I don't, I want to make the best of it that I can and live my best life. Now, I wasn't serving the Lord really close at that time. I was doing my own thing and we were enjoying life and my heart just wasn't in it. I knew him. He knew me, obviously, but I knew him, but I just didn't have a real close relationship. So my little plea with the Lord didn't work the way I thought it was going to. How it always is. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, it, I, I guess my time is up. Yeah. So let's make the best of it. And uh, within three months, my husband was saved. <laughs> you kind of panic. You go, oh, I'm so thankful for that. But really? Is this exactly. it? <laughs> so God is saving him so I can go. Yeah. So I can die. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you take one minute at a time, go through it. And uh, God was with me the whole time. Yeah. So tell me, Lou, you said the, the therapies were grueling. And were these holistic therapies that were grueling? Yeah, yes, okay. it was. Well, just the protocol of I had a suitcase full of herbs and medicines and so forth. And of course, distilled water, pure distilled water. So back in the day, you know, we had our little still mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, we uh, distilled our own water. And uh, wherever I went, whatever I did, that whole parcel of stuff went with us. Yeah. So that was tough. But the um, actually the herbs and so forth did help me feel better. I knew if I went the other route that I would be probably totally down and I wouldn't be able to get up and navigate or even have a life. It would just be living to die. And, and so do you remember what some of these herbs were? You know, at the time, Laetril mm -hmm. was one. And then, of course... Um, did you do that as apricot seeds or did you do it just as a supplement B17? No, I made my own. Mm -hmm. Or the doctor at that time made them through the pit of a pit of an apricot. Mm -hmm. And uh, I can taste that to this day. <laughs> so I remember what it is. Yeah. But lots of enzymes and uh, healing herbs and oils. And I mean, I can't really, I, I didn't pay attention back then. Mm -hmm. So I can't really tell you the name of the herbs and so forth that I was on, the medication I was on. But it was seemed like your whole life was structured around what time is it? I need to take this. I need to take that. Mm -hmm. And it changed as I progressed. Uh, the herbs and the medication and the protocol would change 
with my my body's reaction to them so that's what i i guess i meant when I, it was grueling it was uh you were living to take a pill yeah, yeah. and uh i'm not a pill taker <laughs> but i decided i was going to obey the rules and uh go with uh, what he has said. I trusted my doctor very much. We were friends mm. and I did trust him and I knew he would do his best. So I was going to uh, stay the course as long as I could. And, and how did he monitor your progress? You were saying as you were progressing, was it just your blood work or how? Yes, it was mainly blood work and we would check that quite often. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and you know, the thing that they did, I wish I'd have paid more attention mm -hmm. because at that time you're just doing what you're told, obeying the rules. Yeah. You just go in, you want blood, you can have it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just get me through this day yeah. because some of the days were really it was very tough, yeah. very tough, but I knew I had to uh, stay the course, trust in the Lord, yeah. and be with my kids as much as I could. How many children did you have? I have two, yeah. uh, two stepdaughters, yeah. but I have uh, two sons. Yeah. 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 So you're doing this grueling holistic program, and you felt that you needed to really rely on, on God through this process. What did that look like? Well, I remember the scriptures that I was taught as a child. The joy of the Lord is your strength. <laughs> um, laughter is a good medicine. Uh, all those scriptures, and I have some more too I can share with you as well. However, Dr. Tommy says, what I want you to do is to go someplace by yourself or with your kids, obviously, and just laugh. And I thought, well... Why not? What's going to hurt? Let's try it. Because I remember the scriptures that, that were taught to me. As a, and it's amazing when you go through these trials, God will bring the, that word back to you that you heard that you really didn't pay attention to when you were younger. You just flat didn't. You know, they were just words. They were good words. We knew they were God's words, but you just didn't pay that much attention. So we did. We went down down into the family room, and a lot of times I thought, I just can't do this. I just can't do this. You know, who feels like laughing? You know, it's not funny, but I knew that I had to keep my kids uh, focused on living and not mom's sickness. So we go down there, and I know that the I was taught that the, the body, the mind, really don't know the difference between a fake laugh and a real laugh. So I told him, I says, I, how do you laugh? How do you laugh? He says, well, put on a, a funny movie. Well, that just didn't do it. So uh, it just doesn't do it. No, no. When, <laughs> when, when you know the reality of what's going on, I mean, here you have children and, yes. and they're about to maybe lose their mother. Yes. And, and that's the stark reality. And then to be able to bring joy into that and bring laughter into that. Yes. That's almost like you, you have to push really hard for that process. You do. And, and it, that is a struggle <clears throat> in itself because you have to make yourself get up and do these things, even though you just, you know, today I just want to lay here and just curl up and stay on in my bed. I can't do that. I'm a mother, I'm a wife, and I have these children and I'm one and I'm, that was part of my problem. I'm a shover downer. Mm -hmm. I, I'll fake it. You just fake it till you make it, you know? <laughs> so we would sit down here and just start off with a hawk 
ha ha. And I, we wouldn't sit, I'd have to lay on the floor, but my kids thought that was kind of fun. So (laughs) watching the two-year-old go through the annex of trying to make himself laugh. Are you kidding a two-year-old? He would cut us up and we'd start laughing. And before we knew it, I felt we were belly laughing. I mean, we just, it would be so funny. And you know, when you start to laugh, how something will tickle you because of someone else's actions and then you really get to laugh and you can't stop. And that's kind of the way it was with us. We started to laugh and I actually felt the joy of the Lord springing up in me. I felt him giving me strength through that laughter because it does produce what's the chemical word for it yeah uh, it, it, yeah it's happy hormones happy different hormones. neurotransmitters yeah yes mm-hmm. that they started to flow through my body and it was like oh that did make me feel better and the joy of the lord is my strength and laughter is a good medicine so i proved that scripture that was a good one <laughs> so we did that every day sometimes several times a day when we could there was times when I just, I couldn't, I just could not sit there and it hurt, you know, so I just couldn't do that. And we'd find something else to do to distract the, the boys. But that was what we did to strengthen ourselves. And I would get into scriptures and people were giving me scriptures and uh, my parents, of course, and I'd look up these scriptures and I rely on them and I learned to speak positive words over myself because I didn't want anyone to know. They could tell by looking at me, I was sick, but how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. This is a good day. And I get up in the morning and sometimes thank you, Jesus. It was a thankfulness. Thank you, Lord, for another day, even though I know it's going to be hard. Thank you. Thank you for another day. And I began to, to express gratitude to the Lord and feeling his joy and in this laughter i realized looking back that i was laughing at the devil and i was joying in my situation and if it made him mad it probably made him matter but you know i could overcome by the testimony of my mouth and i knew i could speak positive words that would change the atmosphere in my home that would tell my body you are good. You are good. God's good. You got this. There's healing power in words. There's we can kill with our mouth or speak life or speak death. And we can speak our future if we use positive and not negative words. Was I negative at time? Oh yeah. I mean, in myself and even expressing to others, it was I just feel rotten and I don't, I just don't know if I can go on. This might be it. You get to that moment, but then I realize, oh my goodness, don't say that because you're speaking death and you're not speaking life over yourself. And I didn't realize actually what I was doing at the time. It was looking back. It's like looking back in a rearview mirror uh, and seeing where you've been instead of where you're going. Where you're going is so frightening and so unknown. You just don't know what's ahead. You know, what's tomorrow going to be like? I knew not to look that way. I would just look in back, like in a rear view mirror and see my accomplishments and went, wow, that was a lousy day, but I made it. I made it by, by speaking God's word and by speaking positive. And that reminds me of a, of a story. Um, my son would take 
take us out on his jet boat. He was uh, a navigator for the rivers and so forth and taught navigation through these hard spots. And he liked to go through rapids. And I thought, well, what it's gonna do, kill me, be feel, you know? So let's do it, <laughs> let's go. So I get on the boat with him. And of course I was taken very good care of, but it was easier for me if I put my back to the rapids and I looked to where I had been and realized, wow, that was big, but it didn't feel half as rough as I thought it was going to be, even though it was. I navigated it well without going ballistic. <laughs> and I seen the accomplishment I made. Wow, I can do this. This is actually fun. We did have some scary moments, but you know, fear didn't grip me with that. What was I going to lose? Go out having fun or <laughs> be home, you know, being a, an invalid, so to speak, and uh, trying to navigate through life. But there again, I didn't realize all of this until God started showing me years later. And I started writing things down and uh, seeing where I've been. And he showed me that I could accomplish things I never dreamt, never dreamt I could. And I'm stronger than I thought. And if we think those thoughts, maybe in me saying that to the, the people today, if we think those thoughts that I can do this and I'm stronger than I know, and I'll find out how strong I am, makes such a difference. Yeah. Such yeah. a difference. Yeah. Because like you're saying, I mean, the devil relies on our fear, relies on our guilt, our you know, blaming ourselves and despair and, and fuels the disease, all those different energies. Yes. And, and the devil is disease. Yeah. Yes. God is healing. Yeah. God is restoration. And, Absolutely. And, and exa exactly like what you're doing is to, to see what God, all the blessings that God has given you and kind of looking back at your life and looking back at the accomplishment. Uh -huh. And then you can see God's footprint you know, through your whole life. So who's to say that those footprints are going to stop? Exactly. And they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. He don't. He never stops. No. That's what he taught me is I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'm with you always. Did I know that then? Sometimes I doubt it. And I thought, I, I don't feel you today. What's that all about? I guess I am all on my own. My husband traveled a lot and he had a new business. So he wasn't always with me to take care of me. Like I wish that could have been, but I see more of Jesus that way when it was just me and him, just me and him and what he provided for me. He would put people in positions when I needed that certain person for that day, they would just be there just like you for your patients today. You know, that didn't just happen. God provided that for them. And what a blessing. The nurses, the people around you, a neighbor can bring something over or whatever. I needed that that day. But God had already pre-planned. Not that he caused this disease, because he did not. And he is a God of our emotions. He created fear. He created all these things. But they were the fear of the Lord, the fear of how would I explain that? Uh, good fear that helps you out, not fear that you dwell on and cause more insecurities, more illness, all of that. You've got to get past that.
And he helps you do that. He shows you the fear did not go from him as far as the negative fear, just the positive fear did. And I can't thank him enough for the people he put in my path. What were some of the examples of this when you're seeing that this took place and I can really see God's hand in, in this through my journey? You know, were there certain things that just kind of stuck out as a, a testimony where God was saying, look, watch me, show, see how I am right here with you. Yes, I had, I started uh, journaling and writing things down that God had, had showed me. And some of the things were, I was living one moment at a time and I learned so much looking back and our journey, it's not our situation actually that we go through, even though it's, your situation is tough. Everyone's situation is different, but it's how we come through at the end that really counts when it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. uh, looking back at what God's done for you and reflecting on that and knowing what he has done for you. And uh, one of the big things that stuck out to me was you fight your battles according to your history. We all have history in our life. I have a longer one because I'm older. So I have a history and looking back through the rear view mirror, I can see my accomplishments and how God was with me each step of the way. When I begin to doubt or begin to fear, he'd say, don't worry. Don't worry about these. I've got it. And I find that we did take a trip through all of this, even though I didn't feel like it. We went to uh, Cancun with my brother and I did some of the amazing things. Uh, I made sure I laughed constantly, made joke of everything, pretended like I was very well when I was not. And I found myself doing things that I never would have done because fear kind of had a grip. Well, it did have a grip on us before. We kind of lived in fear. That's why we did certain things, mainly because we're afraid not, not to do the right thing or do, yeah, to do the right thing. So um, I went up on this kind of a space needle type thing, but it was very primitive, which I never would have done in a lifetime because I was afraid of heights. I got on that thing and had a little netting around it, but I mean, it went up in the air a long ways and you'd look all over the whole valley. And uh, I thought, I'm up here and I'm not even afraid. I'm not afraid at all. You know, what's gonna happen to me? That's because fear comes from here. And uh, if we dwell on it, it will get you. It will get you. And we, and we think that death has power over us. And it really doesn't, um, because every moment, every breath, we know that that's given to us by God. Absolutely. And so if God is there giving us that breath, it's not upon us, you know, when we're leaving. Yes, that is so true. So very true. He's the giver of life. <clears throat> he decides when, when you come, when you go. But, you know, we do have our words that we speak, the things we say, our attitude, the way we navigate through this situation determines our longevity. He's promised us long life, but if we speak death all the time and negative words and so forth, did I? Yes, I did at times, of course I did. But he taught me that even now I can speak my future by being positive. And he's, he, he'll tell you, if you listen real carefully, 
you can hear his voice and he'll say, that was good. You did the right thing. You said the right thing. You just feel kind of proud of yourself when you, I did this, I did this. And you say on my own, but you never are on your own. Never are on your own. On your own. No. Yeah. God's always provided for us. There again, not realizing you know, at that time, how it was provided. I think another thing uh, that really stood out the most to me was the people that surrounded me and would come and go. And I almost see them as angels sometimes because I never seen them again. Some of these people never appeared again. Sometimes my doctor even feels like, was he an angel? Because you just, uh, he's passed on. I had two of them, one, uh, Dr. Kellogg here in Napa, and then Dr. West in Twin Falls. But to be honest with you, it was so traumatic for me. I don't remember much about the office or anything. I just went, and I don't remember any details. And I'm thinking, I wonder if he was just an angel. Yeah. I don't know. He could have been, Doctor. He could have been an angel. I, well, he I, was to me. I, I know Doctor West before he passed, and he was a wonderful, wonderful man. Yes, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I wish I would have been cognizant enough to really know him personally, or I was just doing what I was told. I knew he was a good doctor, and I was just doing as I was told. So the in and outs, the comings and goings was something I don't really remember a whole lot. No. It was more just survive each day. Yeah. Yeah. And God was with me all the time, totally all the time, comforting me, giving me joy when I needed joy, giving me tears when I needed tears. Sometimes we need to cleanse to get that aggression out. And I'm tired of talking positive. I'm tired of saying I feel good. I feel rotten. And I just want to lay down and give it all up. So the tears would come. Feeling sorry for yourself is there. Let it out. Just if you feel like crying, cry. And that's what Dr. West told me. Cry till you can't cry anymore. Cry till it's all out. And then you're all clean. Start over. <laughs> I don't know if he was a Christian or not, was he? He was, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> God led me to him. Yes. And how important was prayer through this process? It was very important. Yeah. I, a lot of times I was in prayer and didn't even know it because I'd be talking to the Lord instead of, you know, we were raised to think prayer was, but no, it's daily communion with him. Just telling him how you feel at any given moment. You know, I hate this. I don't like this. I, this is breaking my heart. Can you just speed it up a little, you know, give him your gripes, give him everything you have, but lay it at the, at the end of the day. It's how you go through it. Lay it at his feet. And he was always with me, but prayer is so important. Just that whispering in your ear, you whisper in the Lord's ear. No one has to hear it. You feel it from the heart. He understands all of our cares and woes, every one of them. And he wants to hear. You can't make him mad. You can't make him mad. He wants you to uh, speak your heart and speak your mind to him. It, it means a whole lot to him. And I realize now he showed me in a, I don't know if you call it an open vision or, or what this just happened not too long ago. How many times he spared my life from childhood till now. And I'm sure it'll be other times as well, obviously other times as well. 
but he showed me how to navigate through them. It, it was amazing. They came like, you know, when you are going to pass, people say you get this panoramic view of your life, you know, flies before you. That's exactly what happened. And I thought, oh, no. I'm going. Is this my time now? <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm getting this picture. And it happened so fast. <clears throat> Things in my memory that were locked in my memory, but I would never have thought of because it was long gone. It, that was a testimony in itself, how he brought me through all those times. I can see that car coming in my peripheral vision mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. because he showed me that. And I remember the situation and I, it seems like hundreds of things. Now, looking back, I can't remember a whole lot of them, but most of them, like there's a few that I can that will stand out to me, how God spared my life. I thought, you wanted me here. You had your hand on me from, from birth, probably before birth, obviously, until now, you have a reason for me to be here. And if nothing else but to do to talk to you and encourage people that are going through hard times and struggling to live and hoping it works, uh, God gives us hope. He is the God of hope. And it's not just a word of, man, I hope this happens. No, he's a God of hope. He's a God of trust. And knowing that you can just rely on God, you can lean on God. And, and like you're saying, looking back, you know, seeing all these moments that God shows you that I was there, I saved you then, I protected you then. So how is this different? Exactly. And, and I forgot to mention about 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with colon cancer. Well, that's a minor little detail. That's a so. minor little detail. <laughs> Just forgot about yeah, exactly. And obviously, because it didn't mean that much to me, I no. thought, you know what? Big deal. Yeah. I can do this. And I know I can because I've learned all these other things, how God brought me through. He brought me through leukemia. He brought me through all these other times that he has showed me how he spared my life. What's this? And they caught it in an early stage. That's when we had gone to, to Cancun yeah. there. And I thought, there's no fear in this. No. God's got it. Yeah. I've got it. I can do it. No problem. with. He's got my back always. And, and that's sometimes people, when they, they go through and they, they battle cancer and they win, and then it comes back and then they think, ah, oh, it wasn't real. It wasn't, you know, it, yes. it's like they're blaming. I did all this battle and, and here it is again. And so now I give up yes. instead of recognizing that you had, you, you've already done it. You've been there. Yeah. You know, you leaned on God and, and God helped you through that. And how is this different? Exactly. He will help. The fear is not there any longer mm -hmm. for you to harbor in and create an atmosphere that, it is over this time. I guess everything that I did, the money I spent, all these things that I did before it, it didn't work because it was there. It's coming. It's, it's revealing itself to me now. And uh, you give up, but you can never give up, never give up, never give up hope, but never give up tr trust because it's just another hurdle that you have to jump over and you can do it. You did it once. Yeah, exactly. God saved you, uh, healed you. He uses medicine and he can even use um, 
medical medicine, I guess. <laughs> I don't trust it. I would never do it. Yeah. And everything with wisdom. Everything with wisdom. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And he will guarantee he'll bring you through. Yeah. He'll bring you through. Now, sometimes we, there are times when I worried about my parents because I, I wanted them to live long lives and they did too. But you know, there comes a time when God says, okay, it's time to go home, but you have that peace. It doesn't matter because I'm going to such a glorious place. However, he wants us to live long lives and we can speak that into our atmosphere. If we don't give up and we trust in him completely laying at his feet, I found, I would picture myself just taking this big bundle, my medicine, my water, all this stuff. And just saying, here, I just lay it down to you, Lord. I can't do it on my own. I'm powerless. I'm on my own here. Uh, I have to give it to you. Who's going to help me but you? And he did. And he did. Yes. And given me the opportunity to what I learned, not realizing at the time, but what I learned from him to share with others. Would I, do I want, people have asked me with my testimony, would you do it again? <laughs> I really, um, you know, you have to really think about that. Would I want to go through that again? No, I would not. It's horrible. But I'm thankful I did because I learned so much and realized God placed me in your life for such a time as this. So I could convey how even through hard, horrible times, God can see you through. He's got Jenny's lap, just wrapping his arms around you all the time. And I could literally feel him sometimes just hugging me. And, you know, you want to just climb on his lap and lay on his shoulders and say, help. <laughs> it's just not going good. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Yes. <laughs> and he will. I just see myself as, as a, not a, quite an adult, but bigger than an infant, you know, just climbing in his lap and, and him just hugging me and says, we got this girl. Yeah. You don't have to worry. We've got this girl. I love it. I and love no matter it. what, it's going to end up good because he turns all things good. He makes everything new. Yeah. Were there certain scriptures? I mean, you mentioned a few scriptures that, that kind of stuck out, but were there certain other ones that really kind of stuck out that you relied on a lot? Yes, the one um, I, right now, I can't bring it up. Uh, the one that I do remember the most is I have not given you a spirit of fear. And I love that, but peace, joy, you know, that comes from the Lord. And Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, not to harm you, but to give you health, give you peace, give you all that I'm paraphrasing here, of course, but give you everything you need. I know the plans. So let's follow through. Let's make it work. Yeah. Those. And I will never leave you or forsake you. I've come to give life, not take life and life more abundant. I want to give you abundant life. And there's just, there's a multitude of them. I know in this packet that my sweet friend Bev has written down and there's such precious, precious memories of scripture that God had placed in my heart. But as I'm thumbing through and looking, Lord, just give me something for today. Give me a word just for today. And that word, you know, I don't recommend this open up your Bible and there it is, mm -hmm. but it's happened to me several times. Yeah. 
that there's a promise in there that I will never leave you. I am the God of hope. I'm the God of peace. I am the great physician. I'm the great healer. I have come to give you what you need. The devil is a liar. I like that one because <laughs> I told him that so many times. <laughs> the devil is a liar. Yeah. I give truth and I give hope and I give love and I give peace. God gives us peace. If we ask, fill my home with peace, he will do that. I love that. So how, when you went through this journey, how did you know that you were well? That everything that now, you know, you've beaten the devil, you know, mm -hmm. cancer is gone, disease no more. How did you know? Yeah, early on, I, God showed me, um, I went to a, a healing service that was happened to be in Twin Falls. There was a pastor or an evangelist that had come there. And uh, my sister-in-law was visiting me at the time. God placed her in my life right then. And uh, she says, let's go. I wanted to hear this guy, so let's, let's go. Okay. Well, he prayed for me, and instantly I knew God had touched me. It felt like warm honey going over my over my head, down to my feet. I mean, I felt this warmth, this flow. And in a minute, it flowed from the top of my head. I knew where it was going. And I instantly knew God had touched me. He was cleansing my blood right then. And I, if I stayed the course and stayed positive and stayed with him, I was going to make it. I felt assured at that time. But there's always in the back of your mind, however. Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. so long. <laughs> yeah, that little just yeah. don't stop. That's what the adversaries do. Exactly. Yeah, just yeah. He came right in and started telling me, you know, you think that was the Lord. Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. Looking back, I knew it was the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, with it, with uh, Dr. West, it was blood tests and mm -hmm. so forth, you know, to the point that he said, and I shared with him mm -hmm. what had happened to me. And uh, it was not a, a, a short quick. I mean, it took some time. Mm -hmm. And by faith, one step at a time, one day at a time, and he says, you know what? We're getting better here. Mm -hmm. Just keep it up. Keep doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And then after, you know, a year or so staying on the protocol, I'm still on good stuff. Mm -hmm. I watch what I eat. Of course, everything changes. Your thoughts change. Your, your habits change. Things that you trusted in and they meant something to you didn't mean anything anymore because you were relying on God. And all these things weren't important anymore. So uh, that in itself was, I had assurance, believing God's word. Mm -hmm. I had insurance and assurance that he was going to bring me through. I didn't know how it was going to look. I had no idea what it was going to look like or how long it would take. I was thinking it could take, you know, even more time than what it, what it did. It was several years, but then he continued to work with me as well. So I stayed on that protocol, adjusting it as I went. And then he did tell me things are looking better. We're on the right track. We've turned it around. Your blood count is looking good. Let's just keep it up. And then it was almost like a you know, we've made it. Yeah. We've made it. Ha ha devil. <laughs> and to this day, there's a joy of the Lord that I have. And I laugh at everything. Um, it's gotten me in trouble sometimes <laughs> when we've laughed inappropriately, but 
Hey, it was funny. It, so, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it healed your life. And it healed my life. Yeah, so you have the right to laugh whenever you want exactly, to laugh. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Even in, in the, I remember uh, going back to school and, and even here at church when we're practicing or doing something and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm maybe something has tickled me and I laugh or I've got a grin on my face and they always think I'm up to something. I am not. <laughs> it's just the joy of the Lord. Once you have accomplished the things that I have accomplished with the Lord, you can look back and grin and laugh at anything. Exactly. It's such a, it's a big accomplishment because I realized who I was in Christ. Mm-hmm. My identity was established mm-hmm. through that. And to this day, I could conquer anything. If I put my mind to it and, and grab a hold of the Lord, I can't do it without him. If you try, you fall on your face, guaranteed. Yeah. Done yeah. it. Done there, it. Done it. <laughs> yeah. So it's time to rely on him. Even in circumstances like we're going through today, we need our Lord so much to help us navigate. We've never been here before. We don't have a map. We have to take his hand and let him guide us through. And our life experiences shows us basically how to do that. If we stick close to the Lord, mm. we can do this. Yeah. Yeah. We can do it. I love it. If, if there's something that you would like to tell people that were, that were in your situation, I know we've said a lot of powerful things, but there's something that you would like to really kind of highlight for people that are just newly diagnosed and they're scared and they're, and they're not certain what kind of therapies they're supposed to do. And, and they, they just don't know from what I, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. What, what would you like to share? Them? First of all, trust in God, of course, trust in God, but know that he has placed these people in your life for a reason that he loves you so, so much. There's no, and we will never know his love for us. I mean, he died on the cross for us. And for one thing, he took all those 39 stripes so that we don't have to suffer as much, do we? Yes, and I haven't figured out why, but life is life. It happens. And so trust who God has put to care for you and to lead you through because you are actually Jesus's hands. You are, he is showing you what to do for these people that what you do is what God's it's his formula and to trust who God has placed in your surroundings at the time. And above all, don't give up. Are you going to have negative times? Absolutely. But don't be afraid to don't harbor it and don't shove it down because that is not healthy. You've got to get it out. Go in a quiet place. If you want, don't take it out on people, your family. Love your family. Thank God for your family. Speak nice words to your family. Sometimes sometimes you can't. Well, don't. But would it, you know, get it taken care of and uh let God lead you where you need to go. It's easy to hear him if you just take the quiet times and listen. He will lead you. And the fear will go away if you just say, fear, I'm not going to stand on you anymore. You go. I just, I'm not going to put up with you anymore. I bring in and I speak peace over my life and say, I will live. I will not die. That's in the word. I will live. I will not die. And I will have life more abundant. And if you say those things enough, read the scriptures enough, 
you're going to take it from here to here. And that's when you start to heal, when it gets to your heart and you realize, I will live and not die. I have abundant life because God's promised me that. No matter how short it may be, it will be abundant. I love that. Yeah. Well, Diana, thank you so much for sharing your testimony, your powerful testimony. Thank you, Dr. Carpo, for having me. The information this podcast is for educational purposes only, and it's not designed to diagnose or treat any disease. I hope this podcast impacted you as it did me. Please subscribe so that you can be notified when new episodes are released. There are some excellent shows coming up that you do not want to miss. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please take a moment to write a review. And please don't keep this information to yourself. Share them with your family and friends. You never know what piece of information that will transform their lives. For past episodes and powerful information on how to conquer cancer, go to integrativecancersolutions.com. If you would like to know more about the cutting-edge integrative oncology therapies my center offers, please visit thecarlfeldcenter.com. Thank you for spending this time with us, and I hope to see you at our next episode of Integrative Cancer Solutions with Dr. Carl Feldt.